Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, last night, Australia did a, the job. Uh, 25,000 plus here at the stadium, Perth Stadium, of course, uh, against uh, Sri Lanka. And well done to Marcus Stoinis with that incredible half-century knock. Uh, in a moment, we're going to be chatting with a special guest who basically is the mastermind, the brains, the glue behind mm, Puts this. the whole show together. It does. The Chief Executive Officer of the Organising Committee of the ICC Men's T20 World Cup Australia, Michelle Enright. She's going to join us in the studio. In fact, Michelle is here now. We're just going to say hello before we get a breakaway. Michelle, oh, first of all, welcome to our studio, of yeah. course, as one of the host broadcasters, uh, radio uh, broadcasters. We appreciate everything you've done. Um, how is it going so far, the tournament, in your eyes? Well, first of all, thanks for having me here, guys, on this beautiful Perth day. Just wonderful to be here. Uh, honestly, we couldn't be happier. I mean, the cricket has been phenomenal, hasn't it? Some of the games have oh, gone down to the last ball. We've seen... Yep. Hat tricks, we've seen upsets. It's um, been so exciting, and the fans have loved it. They have loved it, and uh, you know that Pakistan India game was uh, to the whole the Australia, uh, New Zealand. Of course, New Zealand uh, doing a job at the SCG to a packed house, and more packed houses to come, including the MCG. Of course, on Friday. In simple terms, I'm always intrigued by a job that you've got, and I'm intrigued by someone who is building a house because they start from scratch, and I have no idea where you start. One, when you took on the job and was appointed in this role, did you understand, I'm sure you did your due diligence, of the enormity of the role? Well, uh, gosh, this is my fifth major event, so I'm, I am I love these type of challenges. And you never underestimate the size of it. You're right, there's so much that goes on in the background. But it's just, uh, I don't know, these major events, it's such a privilege to have them in the country and um, see the world's best cricketers here. And, and you're right, there's so many things that go on behind the scenes. We, we've seen, uh, well, we've heard people say Chuck Berry was on the show the other day. Um, I think Jared Whaley said it was the best thing they've ever seen at the MCG mm-hmm. uh, the other night. What was it like? Oh, uh, does, was... And it just, just, does it just excite you that much to see your event going so well? Well, the thing that struck me, because I've never seen that match before it's a you know one of the world's biggest clashes, yeah. obviously India Pakistan because they don't play often. But the fans are next level. They are just joyous was a word a yeah. lot of people are using. They were so happy. Either team, it was such a close game, but they they were just celebrating and loving it. And that energy it was just the roar of the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know when there was a wicket or almost every ball, it was. Unbelievable. It was hard to describe. I don't know if it came through on TV as much, but to be there, I, I lost my voice. It was like being at a rock concert because you had to kind of shout to hear, to speak. That's to the me. way to enjoy sport, isn't <laughs> it? It is. Can you just put those headphones on for us, if you would, Michelle? So, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, so I'm going to play. Done. Why would you do this? Well, because I think it's important that Michelle can, you know, Michelle is busy and she wouldn't and have been able to. needs to know how everyone's covering the game yeah. and what sort of special comments and extraordinary commentary that they provide. Exactly. And and do the sport justice. Exactly right. And we, and we, um, so Richie sorry, Benno sure. called it his way. Jared Whaley calls it his way. Adam Gilchrist calls it his way. Uh, last night, um, Glenn Maxwell hit, a, an, <laughs> hit a, a, an incredible six, and I was sitting in the yeah. commentary box alongside Brad Hogg, um, and he wore a stupid Peaky Blinders hat. And I was, <laughs> that's, that's an aside. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> Have you ever heard... First-rate commentary like this in your travels. Have a listen to how this was described. (laughs) Maxwell goes whackety-whack-whack. 
Do you think gonna, the ICC will be knocking on my door to maybe do more tournaments? Global. Yeah, but look, Howie. You know how Howie's just stamped himself as one of the great all-time. He's yeah. on the coverage and Gilly's on the coverage. Well, I'd say that's pretty unique, a comment yeah, like that, isn't it? That's <laughs> the <laughs> nicest <laughs> way of saying that's right. Very entertaining. <laughs> uh, just in regards to uh, straightening it up, of course, the Under-20 uh, World Cup, FIFA World Cup, and you worked on and you worked on the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Do you take a little piece of everything when you're talking about uh, organising, little bits and bobs that have worked and haven't worked for a, an event like this one? Absolutely you do. But then each, new ve- each, each event's unique. And then, of course, this is an event in a post-COVID world as well. So uh, the world's changing all the time and technology develops. So each time you can deliver something different for the fans and the teams are, you know, excited and they have different expectations and experiences. So absolutely you learn, but it's always, you've got to have your eyes open to what's in front of you. You started in June last year. So there's an enormous amount of work that goes into it. What's the biggest challenge? Uh, Just, I guess, the size and scale of it. This is a big country, Australia. We're moving 16 teams across seven host cities, and we've got the world's best stadium. So your logistics have to be spot on. We've got an amazing team. You know, getting all the fans, we're at the start of summer, letting everyone know, hey, cricket's on, come and see, you know, the world's best cricketers here. So, Have you got any control or clout over the scanners here at Perth Stadium? Because um, <laughs> my old mate here um, is... Been denied entry two games in a row. Well, did you leave your accreditation pass at home? Is that what? No, no. I had my accreditation oh. pass, and I went to the ticket office, and they said, "No, no, it'll be right for last night's game." Well, you, you look, generally, he does think his accreditation pass is the thing on top of his shoulders. I'm famous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Faces my badge. Well, you're famous here in Perth, but uh, maybe the people in the box office. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Ah, uh, like it. Come back now. What do you think of this tournament? It's crap, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> no, no, I'm loving the tournament. Michelle Enright is in the studio. We're going to uh, chat with more. If you've got any questions for Michelle, uh, get in touch with 0487 736 736. Yes. We do want to talk about last night's crowd. We do want to talk about a, a couple of other yeah. cricket issues. Uh, stay with us. Plenty more to come. Michelle Enright in the studio. Scotty and Goss, it's 24 away from eight. 18 away from 8. Tim Gossage and Scotty Cummings are with you in the SEM Breakfast Studio. Thanks to Frank Agostino and the crew at Fleet Network. Michelle Enright is our guest and, of course, the head of the Men's T20 World Cup Australian Local Organising Committee. question that we want to ask, one, the crowd last night was 25,000, and the question being asked is, why was the game at 7 o'clock? Well, uh, Goss, we try and standardise the times across all matches, so all the double headers are 3pm start 7pm start so if there's only a single match like last night then it's a 7pm start and that's the same right across the country occasionally there's a, a tweak if there's another match on and another um, like for example the India uh, the Australia New Zealand was at 6pm because it was a match here at 7 so but generally it just makes it easy for everyone to remember and understand and you know for the broadcast as well it's kind of consistent. And it's an international product so you've got yes. to look after your international yep. audience as yeah, well. Yeah sure. It's hard to please everybody. Well I mean 7 p.m. is a great time actually for an evening match because after work you can you know people can get there after work yeah. and we're yeah. a different we're a different mob over here we're <laughs> a different mob we we're, we're not great believers in going to work going home and then going back out again uh, so we you know, so you, know, well, you can come straight from yeah, it'd be good if we if they had daylight saving but just refuse to have it over here do they wow. And I'll make here. You don't need any more. Mate, there's, no, mate, there's, a, there's a whole other argument. There is a Michelle. massive desert between us and the rest of the country. Right? It's called the Nullarbor Plain. And if I had my way, it'd be four times bigger. 
<laughs> had a big wall. May I ask, when you sit and watch a game as the organising committee, do you sit? Do you sit and watch a game and go, "I'm soaking it all in," or are you getting peppered, or are you saying that didn't work? We need to do that better. I'd love to know what you do when you're in this type of role. Well, I tell you what. Before this role, I was the COO, so I was a more hands-on operational role. So I think for the women's event. I barely watched the ball bowled because yeah. um, you are walking around just checking on everything and that's actually what you like to do in that role. With this role, actually, I'm also making sure that our guests and hospitality feel welcome and chatting to them. But actually last night I did sit down for a short time and watch the game and just loved it. So you're right, though, you can't get away from, oh, what's that, look at that. But actually just to take a moment, we, we say it to all our staff, take a moment during the game and just sit back and enjoy the atmosphere because we've worked so hard for so long and it'll be over really quickly. Is your role part of the, the you've got to make sure that the stadiums are null and void to, to like this stadium is not called per stadium yeah. for the best part. It is with the, with the national broadcaster. They don't do sponsors, but it's, we know, we, we're in Optus Stadium right yeah. now, but when it's a cricket game, it is per stadium. Yeah. The, the the wooding out, so to speak, incredible work done oh. with the externals yeah. here. They haven't just put a drape over the top of it. They've no. actually woodened it out yeah. with the wooden <laughs> slats. Oh, with the architecture. <laughs> and the... Incredible work. And yeah. who sits there and goes, that's what we got to do. This is the stuff that completely blows my mind. Well, I tell you what, this stadium had great foresight because they knew that when you bring events like this, they need to be commercially clean. So you're right, it looks fantastic. So they amazing. were like way ahead of themselves and, you know, figured out how to do that so that it looks really cool. But I I think the stadium looks amazing. So you're right, it needs to be commercially clean. ICC's got sponsors who have paid a lot of money to put on this event, but it looks amazing with all the branding and... It was interesting because Darren Sammy, who's one of the ambassadors for the ICC, West Indian Superstars, yeah. being interviewed in a um, merchandise van last night and they went to him, oh, what do you make of this? And he goes, oh, it's fantastic. And I don't want to throw him under the bus, but he said, oh, this is a great stadium, Optus Stadium. And then I think they had to, I think everyone went, oh, and I think they got him back on again a little bit later and I think he corrected his ways. But it is harder. You've got to change your ways of, of doing things. Um, different stadiums have different setups. Have you liked ours? Do you, oh. do you like this stadium? Is this yeah. stadium one of the, so to speak, easiest to work with? Well, this stadium, of course, was one of the newer ones. So the sports prayers and lighting and sound and all of that stuff is first class. So it is, it's a great stadium to work with and it looks amazing on broadcast as well. Just the Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Yeah. Hey, um, which team's the hardest one to look after? Oh. <laughs> Let's be honest. There'd be a team where there'd be some real prima donnas demanding, we want this, 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 oh, this and this. No, well, I tell you what we... Will you tell us on the last day of the tournament? <laughs> no. no, but we put a we call, we put what's called a team liaison officer with each team and we try and match, do a cultural fit. Cause Which one's struggling the most? <laughs> Which team liaison no, officer oh. rings you every day and says, I cannot believe I've asked for this? <laughs> no, uh, honestly. Uh, Nice. I'm not going to say, but they, no, no, they're all amazing and they love being in Australia no, is the main thing. No, no they way, do. they're all amazing. No, look, I tell you what, we had the India team welcome in Melbourne and I had a great chat to Rohit Sharma and he loves it because his wife can go shopping here and, you know, anonymously. They can't do that in India. So they yeah. love being in Australia. But, you know, a lot of the teams, and then of course some of the more, you know, the developing nations, for want of a better word, you know, Zimbabwe. Scotland, they're loving being Incredible. here. Ireland are going to love coming to Perth. Yeah, they are. And interesting you say that because I was talking to Ryan Campbell, the coach of the oh, Netherlands. He yeah. says his liaison officer has got 
horribly sore feet because wearing clogs is not what they normally <laughs> Oh, my <laughs> goodness me. No, you no, like that. There's a boom tish there somewhere. Is there a boom tish out there yeah. anywhere? Can you just... <laughs> Michelle, you, you, you organised the in, every logistic involved in yeah. the ICC Men's World Cup, yeah. and I still think I've got a harder job than you. Just dealing, <laughs> dealing with that. Yeah. Uh, so you, we're 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 just we're just we're just scratching the surface of the tournament so yeah. far. Are you so, incredibly excited about what's about to come, and uh, and not just here in WA, but of course uh, over at the MCG and uh, where the finals going to be? Played. Yeah, we are. We've, we've actually had nineteen of the forty-five matches so far, so we're quite a way through. But you're right; there's going to be some blockbusters to come, and it's really tight in the pools. And gosh, this pool that Australia's in with New Zealand and England. So you're right. So Friday nice. night at the G. But you've got a cracker here on Sunday with India, South Africa, and yeah. Pakistan and Netherlands. That you fans are going to love that. That stadium, you'll hear it from the other side of Perth, I'm sure. Yeah, there's going to be people going whackety whack yeah. whack all day over those tournaments. All right, now we can just if, back the truck. No, but that's the fun of what? T20. Good on you. Uh, have you got a tip? A tip. Who do you think's going to win? Yeah, Are you allowed to say who you think's playing the best and is going to win? I sense. I sense there might be a Kiwi accent. Yeah, so I'm tipping yeah. New Zealand. You'd Are you like back in the team? back in the home well, team. I, no, I'm I'm neutral Switzerland. So uh, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think they're playing. I don't think they're in it. No, they're not. No, they're not. But uh, like what we've seen. Gosh, you have to watch right to the end, don't you? With, yeah. And, yeah, look at Stoinis last night. Oh, the game around. Yeah, great West Aussie. Are you sticking around in WA or are you on yes, the... Yes, yeah, no, I'm up. here for Thursday night's match, but then I'm heading back to Melbourne for Friday night's Friday. clash over there. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming. You know, you know you've do got a power great, of work. Yeah, yeah, do a power of work, and it's a lovely blue shirt. I, when I see the blue shirts <laughs> getting around, who, who blows up the big people? The big batsmen. Oh, there's a big helmet oh, outside, and they're, and they're positioned, and you come into the ground, yeah. and the big helmet's up, yeah. and then when you come out, the big helmet's been packed up. See, there's the things I want to know about. Who is the helmet blower up? Well, that your city does that. They do a great job. They do. They've taken them all to the beaches. It's really. Great city. Michelle, thanks for coming in. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. Uh, Great job by you. Great job by you. Oh, it's my team. I've got a great team. Yeah, Chief Executive Officer of the ICC (laughs) uh, Men's T20 World Cup. Team. Goss has got a good team as well. (laughs) Just him. He has. And you. You're a good team. You too. Just him. There's no I in team, but there's five in individual brilliance. (laughs) Michelle Enright in the studio. Individual brilliance. It's 10 away from eight. Scotty and Goss.